Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tanel, for today, Sunday, I believe it's July 17th. Um, the month has gone very quickly, but uh, we are happy to be here tonight. We have, we have industry expert Michael DeVellis on the line with us, and we're going to jump right into the conversation with him. But first, we're going to have some beauty news. But I do want to remind everyone that the call-in number for tonight is 914-803-4399. I see a bunch of people jumping on the phone lines already. Um, if you have a question or you want to make a comment, please press the option uh, to do so so that I know that you um, are waiting to speak. Okay, again, the number for those who are listening online, it's 914-803-4399. I'm going to turn it over to my, my sister, Denise. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show, and welcome, uh, Michael, to our show. And I'm so embarrassed because I've waited so long to do some powder group beauty news with you on the phone <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I can't find it. <laughs> oh no. I can't find it. Uh, hold on a sec. Well, you've got the source right here, so you're pretty I got good. The source right there. I'm trying not to get you to do it, but I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> do this the right way. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been waiting a long time to get on this show with you guys, so thank you for having me. Thank you Absolutely. for coming on. We are so happy and honored to have you on tonight. Um, and I have a lot to talk about, but 
you know, we're just going to do the best that we can tonight um, <clears throat> with all that we want to know and talk about. I guess we're going to have to defer the news until the end of the show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. We can do that. Oh, man. <laughs> it was, was going to be good, too. It was going to be good. All right. Well, again, welcome, Michael, to the show. How are you? I am excellent. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How's your summer been going so far? Um, it has been a little bit hectic, but I'm I'm making myself take lots of downtime for family and mm-hmm. my husband and a little bit of personal wellness so I can I can manage to get through it all successfully. That's good. That that's important. Absolutely. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, let's get started because you said something just then that I kind of want to touch on. So instead of me talking about that first, I want to just find out, or I want you to actually introduce yourself to our listening audience for those who don't know you. Give us a little um, background as to um, how you got started in the beauty industry. Oh, okay. People. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this can be a long story or a longer story, so we'll make it the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it's very interesting, guys, because I actually started in the beauty industry by accident. Um, I was living in Hartford, Connecticut, and I was working in retail. I was doing event production, and I had spent I spent a lot of time around people who were makeup artists and hairstylists. And uh, Johnny Lavoy, who you guys know, is a very big hairstylist and makeup artist who is out of the Hartford area and was in New York as well. And he was uh, one of my best friends. And we spent a lot of time, we'd go to New York, we'd go to the Mac store, we'd, you know, we'd go to fashion events. And I produced events that had to do with makeup artistry, whether it was club events or uh, fashion things. And so I knew a lot of folks in the industry, but I wasn't really directly connected to the pro beauty or pro makeup industry personally as a, as a part of it career-wise. And uh, one day, um, a dear friend of mine, Nancy, who was working in retail as well, and one of my mentors in my, my career. Actually, uh, I ran into her, and I, she was supposed to take the job managing the Mac at West Farms store that was opening up. It was when Mac was first coming into the U.S. Really, they had the Christopher Street store in New York. They had Santa Monica Boulevard in L.A., and that was it. And so uh, when they basically came in and said, uh, you know, we were opening here. Nancy was one of the top retail people in the market. She was taking the job. I was excited for her. She turned the job down, though. And I happened to be uh, with her the day she ended up turning it down. Uh, long story shorter, I interviewed for the position. Uh, I had to try to twist their arm a little bit to convince them that I was the right person for the role of managing a retail business based on makeup artistry when I'd had no makeup experience, but I was a great in retail, of course. And uh, thankfully for me, and uh, I hope for industry, I ended up getting that position. Uh, soon after that, I moved to New York uh, for the company as well to open the Saks Fifth Avenue store. I uh, was promoted to manager of retail operations uh, shortly thereafter, which if you're from the Mac world, is basically the person who runs the New York City area market. And then after that, uh, soon after, Frank Toskin, who you guys know, is one of the founders of Mac uh, out of Toronto. Uh, he sat me down and said, we as an organization are growing so quickly that we are not focusing anymore in the way that I'd like to see us focus on the professional makeup artists. They were the reason Frank and Frank 
started the business, Frank Toskin and Frank Angelo. Frank Angelo passed away a number of years ago, unfortunately. Uh, Frank Toskin still was in Toronto running a very successful philanthropic. Uh, you know, when, when they came into this industry, it was because they saw an opportunity and a need for professional cosmetics for the professional makeup artist. And so Frank sat me down at that point. This was a couple of years into my 10 years with the company. And he said, I need someone to help us refocus this. I don't know what it means yet. I don't know what it's called, but would you mind looking after this, being the project manager? Well, you know, let's be honest, right? If Frank Toskin asked me to do anything, I would have said yes. <laughs> and um, right. so happened. <laughs> he asked me a pretty cool opportunity. Like, it was a pretty cool job, right? Saying, like, I don't know what it is. Help me create it. And I'm like, uh, okay, I think that's a yes. Um, that turned into Mac Pro. Uh, you know, the company organized a discount for makeup artists before this, but it was really just a discount program. Um, we created Mac Pro over the next year. Uh, that would be a Mac Pro product line, about 250 SKUs. We had that introduced to the New York Pro location, which was on Fifth Avenue at the time. It subsequently moved to 26th, as you know. And the uh, the Mac Pro business really became a focus point for the organization. And that's really where I started to fall in love with this pro customer. You know, the, the thing that has been uh, the core uh, – customer of the powder group and everything I've done in the industry since that time. That's a lot. That's a lot. lot. (laughs) Um, What are some of the changes that you've noticed about the industry over the last 10 to 15 years? Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) You know, it's, it's it's a really interesting question, right? Because when you think about um. Let's go back even further, right? Let's go back 20 years when Mac was really growing, you know, in a large way. Now, granted, Makeup Forever was, was around at that time as well. They had a wonderful store on West Broadway at the time. Shu Omura had a retail environment at that time in New York. It was a really special time. Um, and there wasn't a lot of education in the industry, which is one of the reasons I started the powder group. There wasn't a lot of community in the industry because every brand, even Mac, right, you know, you create a community mm-hmm. – but it's, at the end of the day, the community you create at Mac or at Makeup Forever or, or at the Union is all about that thing, right? The local 706 and the local 798 artists are, you know, the best of the best in TV, film, and theater in, you know, on, across the country. Um, and at the end of the day, their community is about building their community. It's about, you know, helping other members, helping to develop them with a retail organization. At the end of the day, that community is about what? It's about selling products, right? Right. right. At the end of the day, when when a brand offers a discount to pros and when a, da- a brand offers education and programs to pros, um, and that's not a bad thing. That's a wonderful thing. You know, it's what we created at Mac. I, um, you know, recently, as you guys know, I uh, about well, I guess that's not recently anymore. Um, you know, I was the vice president of the professional division at Makeup Forever as well for about two and a half years, and that organization as well, really looking at how they can service and provide for that professional customer, right, that makeup artist customer. But at the end of the day, realistically, and rightfully so, it's really about selling product, and that makes perfect sense, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's Mm -hmm. a great thing, because if it wasn't for the fact that companies that sold makeup wanted to service, wanted to sell product in in a larger scale, they wouldn't provide the great services and great education and the wonderful opportunities that they provide for the artists, right? So it kind of right. works out, you know, really well for both both sides of the equation. 
Um, so over that time, in the last, as you said, 10, 15 years, we've seen every company that has any sort of intellect about what works well for a, a brand of makeup look to the professional audience and say, we want your support and we want to support you. And I think that's pretty spectacular. I think it it's, works out great for the artist. It works out great for our community and for our industry as a whole. So I think one of the biggest changes and one of the biggest things I've seen happen in the industry in the last 10 or 15 years is a huge interest from brands, from makeup and skincare brands, and in the hair side from hair brands, uh, from styling products brands, in servicing, providing education for, and providing great uh, programs for the professional community. Uh, this is a terrific mm-hmm. thing across the board. Now, that's a wonderful thing about what's happened in the industry. It's also overwhelmed in some ways the industry with lots of great education and lots of great programs. So I think for the professional makeup artist or sometimes even more importantly, for the person who's an emerging artist, right, that developing artist, the one who's really, you know, trying to get out of that nine-to-five, you know, office job to really focus on their professional makeup artistry and really wants to move into it. It's great that they have got so many options, but one of the things that so many of my colleagues and I talk about is the lack of a sort of a a gatekeeper, if you will, for the mm-hmm. levels of education that happen in, your, in the companies, uh, not in the companies like Mac and Makeup Forever, but, you know, you guys know this. There is so much education out there now, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It, it, doesn't it? Sometimes it feels like everybody with a makeup brush in their hand wants to be a teacher, right? They all want to have a Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yes. And, and from, let me ask you guys, from your opinion, what are some of the things you look at when you're looking for educators? education or educators and say, this is a valid, realistic place I should go for education. What were some of the things you would recommend for your audience to look at? Well, for I one, look I look at, at experience. Mm. You look, I'm sorry, what did you I'm say? Sorry. I'm sorry, we're talking over each other, but one of the things I look for um, teacher is experience. Yes, I was going to say, I look for someone who's been, who's been working in their particular field uh, for a long period of time. It doesn't have to be like 20, 30 years, but even if it's just, you know, seven to 10 years, but they have, you know, experience in that particular field in which they're going to be teaching. Absolutely. I Isn't want- it funny how many people who've been doing makeup for a year or, or two yes. years start doing workshops? And I think what happens yeah. is, and listen, the powder group, our core is education, right? I mean, it's what we do. It's, it's who we are as an organization. Any brand right. I work with, any brand I work with, they know that we have to have some education in this mix. We've got to have education in here. Um, otherwise, right. it's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't make sense. That's one of, one of the things we do. But, but there's got to be that, that benchmark. And I think you're right, the, the experience of the educator. And I think there's also, you know, I call it like having an educator's heart, caring, Mm-hmm. Sure that 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 those students are actually gaining information. It makes me so frustrated, sad maybe, but frustrated truly, when I see people paying so much money and being disappointed because they mm-hmm. they went for star power or they went because it was the cheapest, one or the other, one scale, right. one end of the extreme or the other, right. and and then they walk away and go, God, I have a bad taste in my mouth now for education and maybe I don't need it. And I said, no, let 
you know, the Power to Go, we also partner with wonderful folks and wonderful brands who do great education. So, you know, find that path. So I do think, and, and I know I got a little off topic, which is like a problem with me in the first place. Um, <laughs> but, but I think that one of the biggest changes in the last, you know, decade, decade and a half, is that there's so much education out there now that I think it's hard for people to will through it and to figure out what's important. So one of the things I say, and this isn't self-serving, come to us at the powder group and ask us and say, does this educator make sense? If it's not one of our educators, I'm going to still tell you if it makes sense or not. I'm not, you know, we are here to, to celebrate wonderful educators and wonderful brands who educate, not just the people we work with. I do think the other big thing that's happened, and I think, you know, it's a, it's a worthwhile separate discussion. Um, social media, as you guys know, has changed the mm-hmm. dynamic completely, hasn't it? Right. Yes, it has. And I think that one of the things that we look at at the Powder Group and one of the things I look at personally is this magic word of authenticity. And I know it gets overused a lot in, in marketing and overused a lot in the way people communicate about, you know, who they are as an organization. They want to be authentic. In order to be authentic, you truly have to care you know, if you're being authentic as a brand or as an educator or as an artist, you have to love that thing. That has to be your passion, doesn't it? It's really yeah. got to be in your heart. And I think that you guys, you know, are a great example for our industry because you've been doing this with this uh, program and, and the types of stuff you've been doing to share uh, with our industry and celebrate our industry for many years now. But yet you're working artists who work really hard you know, we talked earlier, you know, 5 o'clock call time tomorrow or 4 o'clock call time tomorrow, you know? Like 5-12. Okay, all right. <laughs> so either way, earlier than I'm going to be awake. And right. <laughs> you love this, and you are passionate about it. And I think that when people truly allow themselves to see through facades, they can see the mm-hmm. folks, the artists that are passionate, the educators that are passionate, the brands that are passionate about them and not just looking to make a dollar off them. And I think that's important, right. but I think social media has changed it completely in a big, big way. We can talk about that if you guys want. As another sure, question. let's talk about it. Sure. Well, well, let me ask you this, guys. You know, you guys have been, before there was Instagram and before there was Facebook, yeah. you know, we all know MySpace. Let's not talk about MySpace. We're gonna right. <laughs> We're gonna, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Um, but, you know, there were blogs and vlogs and radio shows like this, and, yeah. and those were the industry experts. And in order to be considered an industry expert and a gatekeeper for, for people to say you were an influencer, you were, you were writing things, you were sharing information, you were, you were researching, right? I mean, how long have you yeah. guys been doing this? Nine years. Uh, Nine. You're talking yeah. about the radio show? or, or Yeah, radio, radio show. Yeah, so we're talking pre-Instagram, right? Pre-Instagram, yeah. yeah. And this is not a process that is just something that you, I mean, we've been talking about this for over a week, just back and forth with the details, uh, how we're going to manage it, what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. If this was not something you just kind of go online, take a picture, post, hashtag a bunch of stuff, and then call it a day. You work hard at creating a valid and authentic and a, a relevant, and I think that's a key word, right, relevant yeah. Yeah. way of communicating to our industry. And I so thank you, first of all, for, for all you guys have done for this industry. Um, oh, you're welcome. 
do think that, and this is a discussion that so many people talk about online, you know, James Vincent is our director of artistry at the Powder Group. He's one of my best friends. Kevin James Bennett talks about this all the time. Danny Fonseca at the Body of Arts uh, talks about this. So many folks talk about this, about the authenticity of the professional makeup artist versus the Mm -hmm. influencer. Now, I am not saying, and I don't want people calling up and, you know, ringing right. the phone and saying, what do you mean influencers aren't real makeup artists? I'm never going to say those words. Number one, if you are a great artist and you do your own makeup and you celebrate artistry and makeup, I, I, I celebrate you. I think that's wonderful. But it's mm-hmm. different than being a makeup artist who works on others. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, that, I think that people can gain from both. But I do think right. that my job in our industry as the founder of the Powder Group, as the founder and the editor of On Makeup Magazine, as the founder of the Makeup Show, which I no longer own. That's been seven years since I sold the show, and they do an incredible job producing it. But all of these things had to do with authentic working makeup artists, celebrating them, coming together as a community with them, and ensuring mm-hmm. that we are providing them the education and the resources that they need to continue to grow their business and their career. Mm-hmm. Then Instagram came in, and then social media came in. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people have been frustrated, right? A lot of people, you, you, you read the, you're talking about it online all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that people get a little upset when, uh, you know, when a big name influencer makes a lot of money um, selling right. their name or selling a palette with their name on it to a brand. Or, and, and, I, and I understand that. I understand the frustration because we say they're not real makeup artists. They're working on themselves. They're not out there hustling like we are. Well, I'm certainly, I'm going to never criticize that person for, for making a living, doing something wonderful no. that celebrates artistry and makeup. Right. But, but I am going to say that if you are truly wanting to be engaged as an, an emerging or developing makeup artist or a student mm-hmm. at Cosmics or Makeup First or Makeup Forever Academy or Mud Makeup Designery or any of the wonderful schools that are out there celebrating and, and, and teaching our, our next generation of phenomenal makeup artists. If you're working hard at becoming a great makeup artist, just be very cautious and conscious, I guess, about where you get your inspiration and where you get your influence. Because I think that it's very easy to fall into the trap, right? Uh, right. Think, oh, this, you know, baking is a thing, and strobing is a thing, yeah. and cut crease is a thing. And no, it's not. These are techniques that have been happening <laughs> in the industry for decades. Right. Now, yeah. there's a, now there's a catchphrase for it so that PR people and marketing people and influencers can use them. Just exactly. educate yourself. Educate yourself. Exactly. If, you don't, if you don't know who Wave Andy is, but you know who the biggest influencers are, don't consider yourself someone who loves makeup artistry. Consider yourself someone who loves application or pretty makeup or putting makeup on yourself, right. and that's great. But you have right. to know the history of the brands, and you have to understand the right. history of the industry, right? Right, exactly. Right. How is, exactly. How is, I'm just curious, and I know this isn't as you guys interviewing me, but for me, I'm super curious <laughs> as to how you guys have felt that that social media has changed your path or your careers or the way you promote yourself as artists? You know, one, one thing I have to, and this is Denise speaking, one thing I have to um, try to 
you know, it's so hard, especially with, with us being in film and television, you know, it's like years ago, um, you know, some people looked at film artists as if, you know, they really couldn't do makeup because when you look at people on the screen, if you're not doing special effects and you look at the people on the screen, they're thinking, oh, gosh, they just look like everyday people. And, you know, it's so hard to kind of try to convince and educate people on what we really do in film and TV. You know, we're actually creating characters, and creating characters could mean the makeup could look like anything. It just depends on that character. But when you go to social media and you see – you just scroll up and down social media and everybody looks alike. You see all the models or all the people who, whose pages, you know, who owns the pages, everybody's makeup looks alike. It's, a, it's what I call paint by numbers makeup because everything mm-hmm. is you know, highlighted in, in, in the T-zone, under the eye, you know, every, all the highlights in the same place, all the contours in the same place. And it's like now when we, um, you know, you may have certain actresses that come, come to set and they get into the hair and makeup trailer and they sit in your chair and they want to look like the girls on Instagram because it's the same thing. It's the same highlighting, contouring, all of this stuff and all of this makeup. And it's, you know, sometimes you catch yourself wanting to do exactly what they're asking you to do just because you want to satisfy them and, and kind of like hurry up and get them out of your chair or whatever. And you have to catch yourself and say, no, you know, I'm not going to highlight her here. if She doesn't need it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. contour her here. If, you know, if this is not needed, I'm going to approach this makeup as I always try to teach as a corrective makeup. If she needs contouring and highlighting in certain areas, then I'll do that. You know, I have to catch, I have to sometimes stay away from Instagram a little bit to not get caught up in those, uh, techniques, you know what I mean? And, and not to allow um, an actress to, you know, because especially you see it all the time with actresses who are aging. Yeah. And they want, they want, you know, they want to look younger, you know, they want to be hip. They want to, you know, they want to try the latest and greatest. And that's why you have so many people on Instagram, you know, getting DMs from certain people. Oh, you know, I want you to do my makeup because they like what they see. And then I'm not saying that the makeup is horrible. It's, it's great, but everybody looks alike. Everybody's, you know, all the photos are retouched. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to make sure you're not getting, for me as an artist, you're not getting caught up in that because you know people are going to ask for that. You have to stick to what you know and try to make sure that, you know, you're upgrading your skills. If they're asking for highlighting and contouring, you, you know, you have to know how to do it to make it appropriate for what, you know, what you're doing. Exactly. What, what does that mean? Right. What does that mean? Could you imagine if, um, you know, if when we turned on our television and we started watching, you know, our favorite show, they walked in yeah. all baked and strobed and all that? Yep. I like mean, they it, do it, it looks silly. It yeah. looks silly. Um, yeah. and these are great things. And listen, I don't, I don't want to have, have anybody take away from this, but I feel like social media is not a positive thing. Um, right. It is an incredible resource. Oh, my God. I mean, we all use it. We overuse it. Uh, and I do think that it has changed the way makeup artists are able to create um, visibility for themselves and their work mm-hmm. in a huge way, right? I mean, remember, you know, 10, 15, you guys have been doing makeup for more than a decade. 20. And, yeah, exactly. And two, 20 years ago, how did you how did you get a job? You didn't go online and start posting about it. You didn't. You know, I went to books. 
<laughs> no, you, you you would beat the beat be that pastor the agent's door or to that producer, and you make a yep. phone call and you create relationships mm-hmm. and you create a strong community that supported you and then referred work to you. And, and now, you know what I, else you did, Michael? Yeah. I also ma- mailed resumes, put them in the envelope with the stamp on them. I faxed <laughs> resumes, you know, with I, cover letters. You, you know? Wait, you know what's funny? I'm wondering how many people who are listening in know what a stamp is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, the same they do in your hand when you go to the club? No, not that stamp. No, the forever stamp. Got to get the forever ones, though, so that way, you know, you make sure you save a little money at the end. Um, Absolutely. You're mailing stamps. I mean, let's not talk about faxing them, though, because then we're really going to go back to that dating ourselves. You know, um, but it makes a difference, doesn't it? Having that visibility and having – but also, I think, again, with every positive – comes a potential negative as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. with that visibility and the ease, the ease of creating um, a strong branding, a strong presence for yourself. We run the risk of becoming lazy and yes. we run the risk of not, not going to those events and going to those shows and getting our butt to the makeup show and getting our butt to the artist summit so we can create stronger relationships. We run the risk of not even bothering to try to, you know, get ourselves into a strong agency because we're like, well, people hire people off the Instagram now. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a small percentage, but there's a much higher percentage of people who are going to agents and to strong sources of of information about where to find the next great artist. So I do think that we run the, the risk of, lazifying, if that's a word, um, <laughs> the industry. Mm-hmm. And I and and as great as the visibility is, I think that there is an oversaturation danger as well. Not only for yeah. our own social media and our own stuff, but I think that there's definitely the the risk and I think this is one of those changes, right? Um there's a lot more makeup artists out there today than there were fifteen years ago. Um right. and that's a good thing. But when you know when when our best way of determining who is the the person we should choose as an artist for a particular project, say you're hiring for your shows, mm-hmm. is that when that becomes social media exclusively, I think we've run into a very dangerous place in our industry. Yeah, I feel absolutely. that the, the personal relationships, the interpersonal ability to connect with people, the ability to actually represent yourself standing in front of someone and saying, this is why this is the right job for me. This is why I want to run this show. This is why I want to work on this photo shoot. This is why I want your business as a bride. I think that that is a skill that we run the risk of losing if we fall too heavily upon social media as something that we look at as an industry as the end-all and be-all, because it is not. It is a part of your marketing. It is a part of your branding, but it cannot be the exclusive way that you promote and talk about yourself. Absolutely. Like I still Absolutely. think people need, need websites, you know. I think it's still important to have a website. Um, Absolutely. I think it's important to have an actual portfolio. You know, it's funny. I get that uh, the, the question about comp cards, and I see people mm-hmm. talking online about them, and I'm not being critical here, but when someone talks about you know, when someone asks a question, we have a few different groups online uh, for the, the powder group. One is our TPG Pro Facebook community, which is exclusive to our members. But then we have one called So You Want to Be a Makeup Artist. 
And in mm-hmm. that group, we have lots of folks in there who give great feedback and information. But sometimes, I, you know, I'll jump in and answer questions. And, you know, I love to be challenged. That's a lie. I don't like to be challenged. But, you know, <laughs> if, I, if somebody says, you know, do we need comp cards? Do we need a portfolio? And someone who's been in the industry for two years says, no, you don't need it anymore. And I said, well, hold on a second. Who are your clients? What are the jobs you're getting? How much money are you making a year? What is the way that you promote yourself to get those jobs? Because for me, a comp card is a great resource. No, agencies aren't really using them anymore. A hard portfolio, most agencies aren't using anymore. But if you're a bridal artist or you're an emerging or developing artist, sure, I think anything you have that can help you to create another way to communicate about your work is a fantastic thing. Now, do I think you can go in and say, here's my print portfolio and here's my comp card and here's my business card, but I don't have a website, and I don't have an online portfolio, and I don't have a, you know, a tablet portfolio. No, I think you have to have both. And the electronic means by which we communicate our work is critical these days because it is one of the most used ways that people are going to make decisions. And if not the final decision, it certainly ends up being one of the main ways that people end up determining if they want to learn more about you, right? They'll go to your Instagram, they'll look at your website, and then they'll say, okay, I like Lisa. She looks like a great artist. I love her work. I like her social media. I feel like she has a good energy. Her website looks strong. Um, I'm going to reach out. And then it really starts the, the, the marketing, right? Well, then when they're communicating with us, we have to then, how do we communicate as a, as a business? Are we, you know, it's funny. I'm I'm going into two days tomorrow and Tuesday. I'm teaching my business evolution program. Um, it's two days that talk about all of this. So it's funny that I'm, we're having this discussion the night before because it's something that we're going to talk in depth about over the next two days. Um, we host this particular program at Makeup Forever New York Studio. Um, we're very generous. We love using that space and bringing artists into it for these programs. But that program really takes, you know, we do six or seven artists in it. We have two solid days of intensive discussion about branding and marketing and all these things. And, and these discussions come up, and, and you have to be open to really understanding that these are critical places. You know, you said, do people need a new web, a website still? You know, listen, if, you get, if you're making $100,000, $200,000 a year, and all of your clients are finding you on Instagram, please don't change a thing. Keep doing <laughs> what you're doing, because I want you to make that money. But if you're right. not at that place, right? Who am I? I'm, listen, if somebody says, "Well, I've been, I've been calling myself makeup artist with a hat, um, and I'm, I'm only on Instagram, and I'm making two hundred grand a year," please, I'm going to say, "Please don't change anything you're doing because it's working. If it's working, right. I'm not going to say to change anything. But if it's, if you're not where you want to be, and I think all of us want growth, right? And all of us want development. If you're not where you want to be yet, think." Really think openly about what you need to do. And I think social media is a critical part of it, but you can't rely only on social media. Right. That's true. That's so true. That's so true. Now, Michael, I can just hear in your words that you are passionate about the pro artist. Um, But you're also very passionate about education, what was the inspiration behind, and, I, and you may still do events, you, but you do events for the product group, but what was the inspiration from uh, producing events the way you did when you first started to 
finding um, the powder group? What was the inspiration behind that? Well, you know, I think that one of the things that was the inspiration for me, and I can never tell because you guys not only are gorgeous and look exactly alike, but you sound exactly alike, so I'm not going to say <laughs> Denise or Denise because I can't tell which of you is talking. So I'll just say, you know, hey, sisters, um, you know, this is <laughs> tell sisters, here's the answer. Um, you know, for me, it really boils down to community. Um, creating programs in education are wonderful, but until you really find that community to help you grow and to help you find a path and to help you define a path, I think that we, we tend to be a little bit lost. And for me, it's one of the reasons also that we have hesitated to do online education at the Powder Group because, as I always explain to folks, it's very hard to create the strongest level of community while we all each sit in front of our computers. Mm. We have to be in the room. You have to be present. It's why we spend a huge amount of energy, time, and money creating programs, uh, again, like Business Evolution, like the Artist Summit, like our Evolution program. Um, because, and why I created the makeup show more than, I guess, it's like 13 years ago now, because I didn't find that there was anything out there for folks that were looking for a way to celebrate their craft in a way that didn't feel like you were fighting against your competition because it's very easy to fall into that trap, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yes. And, and so I think that there is a need for, and I felt that there was a need, and, I'm, and because there's so many people now producing education in the vein of what the Powder Group has done over the last, you know, uh, you know it's been almost 14 years now, um, you know, so many people producing education and large, you know, programs with lots of educators coming together in different places. You know, these programs are, are terrific. They they provide that community. Um, for me, the community piece comes almost first. Now, we are going to be introducing some online education this year at the Powder Group, so stay tuned. Follow us on our social media and go to thepowdergroup.com to check those things out. But we're, we're creating that as a layer um, because mm-hmm. I want people to be able to have access because so many people have said we can't get to, you know, we live in a place you don't do events. We do most of our events in larger markets, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Dallas, New Orleans, Atlanta, um, you know, sometimes up in the, you know, San Francisco area, sometimes in Houston, sometimes in Orlando. But we unfortunately don't have the time or resources to travel to every smaller market. And so for me, I want to make sure that that artist who is working really hard, celebrating their craft, celebrating a career, celebrating artistry, that they can actually find a way to come together with us in some way and take that as maybe it's their first step into TPG Pro, our program for our members, uh, where we have you know great resources and great opportunities for our membership. Or maybe it's just an addendum to what else they're doing with the Powder Group. They're coming to the Artist Summit this year, but they, they want other things in addition to that. So we're going to do some online stuff. But for me, when you ask about, you know, what made me create or how did I get to the way of creating the Powder Group's education, it was always about being physically present, always about coming together as a community, and always about using educators who have a relevance and a validity in the topic that they're teaching, it is mm-hmm. critical. 
And I think that that's one of those things that you said, right? What do you look for in educators? And it's going to be someone with experience in that area of work. Right. So, you know, we have a program, for example, called Summer School. This uh, We do. It's for our members. Uh, so you can come if you're not a member. It's a, it's a $65 fee to come to the Summer School programs uh, if you're not a member. But it's free for our GPG programmers. And we teach those in Atlanta and Chicago and um and we're in Dallas, and we're in Los Angeles, and we're in New Orleans, and we're in New York with that this year. It is all a Wednesday evening in uh, August. There's different um, dates for different markets, and it's on our website. Um, but that program, again, we're using Jessica Williams uh, in Chicago and Kimberly Jones in Atlanta. They're both union members. They're teaching about working in TV and film, set etiquette, and working um, you know, in makeup for film and TV for Jessica. And Kim is teaching about clean beauty and, and grooming for men um, as well uh, for TV and film in Atlanta. I'm not going to go and teach that class because you know what I don't okay. do? I don't do any makeup for TV or film. So for right. me, it would be a little silly, wouldn't it? So we're using folks who get that. Um, you know, Keisha, Keisha Augustine is teaching in New Orleans for us that summer school program. She's teaching a program about finding your, your look. How do you create, um, you know, what is your look? Right, we all, everyone wants to have uh, their own signature style, right? What is your signature right. style? People ask you. She's teaching a look on creating your signature style, and I think that's great for you. Uh, Terry Tomlinson is doing a men's grooming program for us in Dallas. She has a great men's grooming business there. Um, we have, oh, you guys love Vanessa Myricks. I know that. Um, <laughs> Vanessa is doing an incredible program for us on multidimensional creative beauty and she's in our New York location doing that uh, and AJ Crimson who we know is the foundation king is doing an event for us in Los Angeles in August uh, part of the summer school called the foundation equation creating the perfect canvas so you know again we're putting people in place to teach a program that they have relevance teaching so we bring the community together in an event that celebrates community so when we're producing education we want to make sure that we've got all of these different elements. We look at it from a 360-degree approach, right? The artistry, the community, the relevance and credibility of the educator. And then for me also, for us as the powder group, because we've been doing this a long time, and, you know, for you know, back 14 years ago when we did our first program, uh, Sheila McKenna, who you guys know owns Cat Cosmetics, and yeah, Hagen mm-hmm. Lynn, who's a, a union artist out of Atlanta now. Yeah. Uh, they, taught, they taught our first program. In, and it was at my friend Toby Britton's shop, the makeup shop in New York. You guys remember that? And oh, wow. She, yeah. And we taught there in her space 14 years ago, and they taught a body makeup artistry program. And it was amazing. And, and from that day to today, we are bringing people together in bigger ways. So we did smaller programs, an airbrush class, a smoky eye class, a men's grooming class when we started. But now, as we talked about, there are so many people doing education that for us, it's really about bringing it to the next level, right? So the Artist Summit, as we, you and I have talked about, um, is a very big program we do in, the, in, in Provincetown, Massachusetts uh, this fall. We do it every two years, and that's the kind of program we do now. Bigger, bigger thought processes, more on the inspiration level. And, yes, we're going to do some technique stuff. We do some workshops in that program. Summer school, as I said, is all about technique. But we want to make sure that we're bringing people together to learn something that they can't learn when they turn on their computer and pop on YouTube. I love so many educators on YouTube. I think there's some terrific people out there. Jordan Liberty is one of our dear friends, teaches with us at the Powder Group, um, and he does amazing education and amazing things online, great tutorials. Um, 
but again, he's a working makeup artist and he does beautiful makeup for clients. <laughs> so it makes perfect sense. Um, you know, so for me, that's the layer that we brought to the events for the powder group that really sort of didn't exist as far as I, I saw prior to us bringing it. Wow. That's very nice. Uh, <clears throat> and this artist summit is every year, correct? The artist summit is actually every two years. So that's the big that's one. Um, we do that every okay. two years. Yeah. We a lot to do it every year. <laughs> it's, okay. it's a lot. Uh, it's, it's spectacular. For anyone who hasn't been to Provincetown, Massachusetts, we produce a number of events there. We produce a creative exploration event, which is about make, uh, not about makeup. It's about painting and sculpting and drawing, about artistry. And we do that. We partner with a, a museum uh, called Provincetown Art Association and Museum, uh, PAM for short. And we do a lot of stuff with them throughout the year. They speak at some of our programs. Um, they're a great resource for our community, and it's a it's a great artist community, just like the Powder Group, uh, but with fine arts. Um, so we do something there with them, and, and that's called the Creative Exploration Workshop. We produce Evolution, which is our five-day sort of artist retreat for 20 artists every spring in May. We produce that in Provincetown, Massachusetts, on Cape Cod, and we also produce the Artist Summit there. And we produce that every two years because it really is that level of event. You know, you've got people who are not only makeup artists coming to the event. You've got people in who are, the, you know, top training uh, teams from different companies that we love. We've got people coming who are corporate executives who love celebrating the professional makeup artistry industry. You know, we've taken on some sponsors for that program, and they are the brands that do so much for our artists at the Powder Group and so much for the artists in the industry that we work with. Uh, makeup Forever is one of our sponsors this year, Scandinavia, who has been so supportive of our, our organization and our artist community for many years. Uh, the Makeup Light, who we all love the Makeup Light. Who doesn't love yeah. the Makeup Light? <laughs> I mean, the Makeup Light has – how many how many, how many many careers has the Makeup Light saved? Because <laughs> right. like, I can see. Uh, Delium Tools, phenomenal tool, uh, brush line, and they have wonderful makeup products now. Cat Cosmetics, we talked about Sheila. Um, you know, coming full circle. Sheila is a sponsor of the Artist Summit this year. She's also one of our keynote speakers at the Artist Summit. And we're super excited, too, uh, to have It Cosmetics as one of our sponsors this year as well. They have been so oh, nice. generous. Oh, so generous to the pro community. And they're a part of the makeup show now. And they really are celebrating our industry in a wonderful way. And, um, you know, Shannon and the team over there uh, really understand and love our pro community. And I couldn't be happier to have them as a part of it. Um, but this is not, you know, I, I kind of joke with people, this is not a smoky eye, you know, program. Right. This is not, right. this is, I'm here and I want to get there. Now, here and there can mm -hmm. be wherever you personally are at in your journey, right? It doesn't have right. to be that, you know, you're just starting out or, you know, you guys have been in the industry 20 years, you know, attending the Artist Summit. You're going to learn and get inspiration and you're going to listen to great people talk about their business and their journey and you're going to pick things up from them. And you're going to get mm -hmm. that celebration of, and inspiration. Um, besides Sheila, AJ is one of our speakers, AJ Crimson, and Alphonse Weibel, who is one of the uh, founders of Muse Beauty Pro and Eason Tools, which mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Um, two of the loves of my life, Orlando Santiago and Bethany Towns, um, who we all know and love, are going to be teaching a program at the Artist Summit Excuse me, called Artist to Artist. Uh, which is a dialogue between them and I, uh, you know, about their journeys, about how they've gotten to where they are. Uh, we have Carl Ray, 
who never does this sort of stuff. And I asked Carl Ray a little while back um, if he would be interested. And if for those of our uh, listeners who don't know who Carl Ray is at this stage, you will. Uh, he is Michelle Obama's makeup artist and mm-hmm. has been. He was the first artist for her entire time in the White House. And she is kept him on. So he's still traveling and doing all these wonderful things with Michelle and all the covers and all the speeches and things that you see all, all Carl Ray. And so he will be there speaking. Um, Ray Ann Silva, beauty mm-hmm. blender founder. So if you want to learn how to take an idea <laughs> and then create a movement and a, a whole lot of business and a whole future uh, and, and change an industry, Ray Ann Silva is going to be there speaking. Um, you know, Danessa Myricks will be speaking. We have um, Sutan Amarul, who, if you don't know Sutan, he's Raja, who is one of the everyone's favorite people from RuPaul's Drag Race. But what a lot of people don't know is that Sutan started as a makeup artist at MAC and is an incredibly brilliant artist and great business person. So this is about finding your journey and your path, mm-hmm. right? It's not necessarily about everyone being on the same one. And, and Sutan took a little bit of a different path. Um, Ryan McKnight and Ryan Burke, who is the owner of Creative Commune and one of the lead artists at Creative Commune, um, are teaching a session at the Artist Summit called Breaking the Bold. And that session is going to be amazing. Now, Ryan started an agency at a time when agencies were sort of faltering. Ryan Burke took his artistry and his creativity um, and if you're not following Ryan Burke on on Instagram and on social media and you need a boost of inspiration, follow him at Rye Burke. It's R-Y Burke. And it is absolutely mind-blowing. The artistry, the creativity, he does his own photography. He uses all kinds of uh, three-dimensional objects and pieces within his artistry and his makeup and does his costumes. It is one of the most fundamentally creative things I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot because I'm really old. So for me, <laughs> super exciting to have this group. We've also got a program with Chris McCarthy from PAM, the museum, on finding your artistic voice, which will be a panel discussion with some of the great artists from Providence Sound. And then we have a wonderful um, wellness uh, expert named Sarah Regano. And Sarah is a, a shaman. She's uh, a wellness coach. And she's going to be working with our entire group um, on sort of thinking about and defining and developing a personal wellness journey to go along with your amazing business and career. So you can see how this program at the Artist Summit is really, uh, we try to make it a really well-rounded program so we can really kind of touch on everything. We've got wellness, we've got creativity, we've got business development, we've got how did I create my brand and how has it gotten there. Uh, and it's listening to these artists and their journeys and how did they get to this place. Uh, for me, that's I, I have to be honest, I'm as excited to be a part of this, to be able to hear everything mm-hmm. they have to say over these, mm-hmm. these dates as I am to have artists experience it who come to this program. Now, that is at theartistsummit.com. We try to name things very easily at the Powder Group, so the website for that <laughs> is theartistsummit.com. And um, that program starts on October 1st, which is a Sunday evening, with a welcome event sponsored by Scandinavia. And that program runs for three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, from 9 to 6. And then we have two days after that because you know you're in Provincetown Massachusetts at a beachside community in the most artistic community in, in, in the country and the most beautiful place in the world and you kind of want to stay a little longer and you kind of want to play with makeup so we do have two days of workshops and those are supplementary to the program um, but we've got amazing programs and there are nine different sessions you can choose from over three time slots and 
those are all available online as well at thepowdergroup.com or theartistsummit.com. Nice. Let me just say, Michael did such a wonderful job doing the beauty news tonight because this is exactly what I was going to report on. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at that. Well, if you need me to read the beauty news from from now on, just tune in with for me at 9 o'clock on, on, on the evening. <laughs> Great job, Michael. Can, can, can I be your new beauty news reporter? Sure. Yes. I would love it. <laughs> I would love that. It'll be the, Don't be the, start the nothing, next, Michael. You're not going to do Am I going to be the next Anderson Cooper? <laughs> yes. The Anderson Cooper of the beauty industry. <laughs> Done. I'm in. I'm not as pretty as Anderson, though, that's for sure. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, we haven't been able to ever make um, the Artist Summit, but I'm hoping and praying that one day we will. I mean, I'm very thankful that we're working and we're working all the time, but I'm just praying that one time we will be able to to get there. You guys are working too hard. You need to take a few days off yourselves. I'm going to get somebody to replace you guys on your shows for three days. You can come see us in October. (laughs) That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. We're going to work that out. We're going to see how we can work this out. Seriously, one of the the ten words of of the ten words book is -hmm. is respect. And one of the reasons I wrote that is about self-respect and respecting yourself Mm -hmm. and making sure that you take your time that you need to take because we can all work seven days a week, and we all do. You guys are, uh, you know, we're we're talking at 9 o'clock on a Sunday night. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's so critical that artists do that. It's, it's one of the reasons I wrote that book, because just taking that, you know, the 40 minutes, 45 minutes, hour it takes to read the entire thing, you have broken your, your spell. You have walked away from other things that are distracting you mm-hmm. from finding time for yourself, and you are focused on that. So that was a super exciting part of, uh, uh, of writing the book, is being able to give people permission to take time for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, one thing I love about um, this book is the size. When I yeah, saw the book, I was like, this is perfect because you can, I can throw it in my purse and it can be with me at all times every day. Um, and whenever I need a little pick-me-up or a little inspiration, I can just go to my 10 words book. Um, you know what? It's, I, that makes me so happy to hear that, my friend. And, you know, it's one of the reasons that I made it that size and it's one of the reasons that I made it feel really nice in your hands is yes. that mm-hmm. I want uh, that soft touch cover that feels so sexy doesn't it I'm holding it right now actually awesome I love it <laughs> that makes me happy and and for me one of the things is you know even if you reach in their, your kit bag and you touch you're having a stressful day and you re- I had somebody tell me that they're using it for this I was like get out of there I just reach in and I put my hand against it and I hold it for, for a few seconds, and I said, I got this. I got this. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this is amazing. It's funny that you said that because I'm actually holding it against my heart right now and just kind of like hugging the book. Oh, I love that. <laughs> if I had a copy with me, I'd hug, I'd hug it too because hug on it together. <laughs> but I, now, have to, I have to – I have to be honest, though. I, can I tell you really quick? The reason I, I wrote it the way I did wasn't so – I didn't make it small. I wanted it to be easy to digest, but it was really because with as with most of the things that, you know, I've created over the years, I've I created this 
in a way that I could digest it and I could read it. Now, I am ADD and OCD and, and it's got too much going on. I can't read a novel. I can't pick up a book and read something that's going to take me a long time. I wanted this to be quick mm-hmm. hit, super easy. One of the biggest compliments people can tell me is that when they have read it, they could hear me speaking to them. And that was mm-hmm. why I wrote it in the method that I did. And I'm so flattered to know that, you know, that you're using it in that way, that it's a thing that you can pull out if you need that piece of inspiration. You know, each of those, each of those words, you know, relationships, respect, experience, integrity, consistency. I have to see if I could remember them all, right? That would be embarrassing. Repetition, generosity, <laughs> long shot I know is in there, development and community. Um, each of those words, if you go to that section, that's a two-minute read. If you have yeah. two minutes, you can pull yep. out that and say, okay, give me a little strength to take this long shot. I'm going to call this producer. I'm going to call this director. I'm going to call this photographer. Read long shot. Take two minutes before you do this. Read that section. It takes two minutes. It's two pages. And that will give you that boost. And I hope that that's what's happening for people. Um, your your listeners can learn more about the book. Again, we're super simple at the Powder Group, right? You can go to 10wordsbook.com. I mean, it doesn't get much easier than that, right? Ten words <laughs> Is there one word out of the ten that you would say um, that you are reminded of often just throughout your, your day when you're actually working and speaking um, to other beauty professionals or working – in the beauty industry, I know you're not a makeup artist, but, I mean, you know, you, you put on these events um, and you speak to working artists all the time and those who are trying to, you know, get their career started. Is there one word out of the ten words that that's always sticks with you? You know, well, first of all, you're asking me to, you know, choose my favorite child, right? So thank you. <laughs> Basically. Because <laughs> inevitably nine children are going to feel left out. But um, at the end of the day, I truly feel like, and it's a great question, you know, um, the obvious ones are relationships and community, right? But mm-hmm. really, without, without integrity, mm. I, don't, I don't think any of it matters, does it? It yeah. doesn't. You're right. So if I was no. going to say there's one word that I look for in every relationship that I have, if there's one word I look to as a guiding force in my business, in my industry, in, in what I, how I behave as a human, and in how I behave as a business person. It would be integrity. And if there's one thing that makes me walk away, business partners, or from artists, or from people in my life, is a lack of integrity. Um, I think that word would probably be, you know, they're all important. Um, but that word integrity, my friends, would probably be the, the the platform that all the other words are based on. And if that base is not strong, then it nothing else is authentic, nothing else is real, nothing else matters. So I feel like integrity is absolutely um, the thing that for me is the most important. Nice. I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, my before I get to my last question, I just want to ask if you – could do this for us. We've talked about a lot tonight. Um, We talked briefly about the 10 words book. 
can you come back to the show at some point and yeah. let's just talk ten words? I would yeah. be honored to do that. I would absolutely love it. You let me know what works for you guys, and we'll, we'll schedule it. And I would be thrilled to do that for you and with you guys. Yeah, that yes, would be one. That would be wonderful. I'm going to purchase a couple of these and give as, as rap gifts. I hope none of the artists are listening tonight, even though I, even though so, I want so them to be. But what's, <laughs> so funny is, what's so funny is I've already purchased them. Oh, oh awesome. I love okay. it. I'm in the awesome. process of that right now. <laughs> well, can I, can I tell you what's funny, too, really quick, and I know we're running out of time, but one of the things I love is um, um, one of one of our TPG Pro members, um, and by the way, if anybody wants to learn more about the TPG program, just go to thepowdergroup.com. Uh, there's lots of different benefits to the program, but, you know, the the main thing for me is the community piece. Um, so thepowdergroup.com and click on TPG Pro I'll tell you all about that. But one of our TPG Pro members who bought the book the day I had it online, they got it. And then unbeknownst to me, somebody who was at the Makeup Show in New York where we launched it officially, and they said, I'm going to buy this for two of my best friends who are makeup artists, and I can't wait to give it to them. And two days later, the artist who was the first person to buy it online said, messaged me and said, Michael, said, great minds think alike. My friend, Lisa, we'll call her Lisa. I never use names. Everybody's Lisa to me. Lisa bought me <laughs> the book at the makeup show. I had already given my copy because I loved it and read it and gave it to a friend of mine because I was mm-hmm. so excited to have it that I gave it away and was going to go online and buy myself another copy. But Lisa brought me one. I said, I feel like this has become, this is going to become one of those things where you just like, like it's like paying it forward, pass it on. Yep. And, you pass know, it's, it mm-hmm. it's a $12 book. It's not an expensive, yep. you know, buy. If you're a TVG Pro member, it's amazing. It was so flat. It, it was so flattered, but I was so honored that someone was so moved by it that they gave it to someone else. So she said, tell everybody who buys it to buy two copies because they're going to want to keep one for themselves and give yep. one to somebody else. I said, I can't <laughs> say that unless I tell them this story because otherwise it sounds like I'm trying to hard sell stuff. So, but it was a really it's sweet funny. story. It just made me feel really good. I just wanted to share that. It's funny that you said that because I was just thinking, listening to your story, I was thinking, there's no way I'm giving my copy away. I was like, I'm glad I bought, I bought the three. There's no way I'm giving mine away. Uh, that's awesome. I love it. All right. You, if you give it away, call me. So, I'll send you another one. I promise. Yeah, so, my question, <laughs> so my question, uh, the final question to you, Michael, is what is your definition of beauty? Oh, God. Um, we're taking this away from the Anderson Cooper beauty, right? We're going deeper yeah. than that? Okay, all right. Um, you know, listen, I think if you think about what the actual definition of the word beauty is, you know, it's you know, it, it's something that has to do with aesthetic. If someone mm-hmm. says, what, is, what does beauty mean? It has to be about aesthetic, right? We're talking about something that physically we look at, and whether it's the color or the shape or the the features on someone's face or the way that the the light is, you know, setting over the horizon and creating beautiful colors in the sky. Like we look at things and see that they're beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's really a big part of what, how we define beauty as a society. And that goes for every culture. Beauty is defined differently. What is beautiful in one culture or in one community is going to be seen differently than others. But for me, I think if we, you know, if we want to go one layer deeper, and I don't mean to sound so 
so hokey or cliche, but I think that it, it definitely comes from a deeper place. And I think that if you really look at the definition of beauty as an artist, creating beauty on a woman or a man at whatever, whatever that means for that particular person, if you look at beauty strictly from an aesthetic standpoint, I think we lose an opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. We, lose, we lose an opportunity. I think that digging deeper on that, and I think beauty, because we all know, we all know people who might look attractive on the outside, but we say, but they're ugly on the inside. And we right. know that that mm-hmm. makes them ugly overall. Right. I don't think you can see beauty or define beauty without looking at inner beauty and without looking at how people make each other feel. And when someone, if I can touch someone in a way through the powder group or 10 words or the artist summit or TPG pro, if I can touch someone in some way that they are able to put beauty in a, a more complex way and see other people as beautiful and find themselves beautiful in a more complex way with more layers and more information. I think that that is a really special thing. So again, I, I hope it doesn't sound super cliche, but I think it really is beauty is defined from, from the inside. And then yes, obviously there's an aesthetic beauty as well, but I don't think you can have the aesthetic beauty truly without the internal beauty. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, Please share with our audience how they can follow you and follow the Potter Group um, on social media. Um, you already told them about um, where to go to get more information for the Artist Summit and how to join the Potter Group. But just uh, share those websites and social media handles. Absolutely. Um, again, thepowdergroup.com is our main website, and that you can get to all of our other programs and all of our other stuff. So I won't give you all the websites, because everything can be found right at thepowdergroup.com. You can also join our email list. We send out email blasts at least once a week about different things we have coming up, and sometimes at last minute, uh, and those we do post on our social media. We have uh, one main uh, online program. There's two, actually, Facebook communities. One is So You Want to Be a Makeup Artist, and one is The Powder Group Events. Those two, anybody can join. Go online, click join here. We'll get you right into there. The TPG Pro members group is exclusive to our members. So that TPG Pro program I was mentioning, the paid-for membership, 135 a year, but you have access to that group as a part of that, and that's the TPG Pro group. But, again, only members are, ex- uh, are invited to that. Um, as far as our Instagram, we keep it super simple. I am at Michael Develis, D-E-V-E-L-L-I-S, Michael Develis on all of my social media, including Instagram. And the Powder Group is at the Powder Group, and our On Makeup Magazine is at On Makeup Magazine. Nice, nice, nice. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. Um, Looking forward to you coming back. Um, And just really looking forward to uh, really getting into the, uh, the 10 Words book um, I'm looking for some inspiration, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I would, I'd um, be happy to give you some. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed just listening to you speak tonight. Um, it's really good to hear people share when they're so passionate about the people that they are serving. Um, so it was just a joy to have you on tonight. Thank you so much. 
ladies, I can't thank you enough. It has been a long time coming that we've been talking about doing this, and I hope that it's uh, we can regroup quickly on the 10 board tonight because I would love to do that with you. It has been absolutely a joy, and I, I thank you so much for having me on. It's been a treat. Well, thank you. Absolutely. So we're going to go get some sleep, but uh, we thank everyone for tuning in tonight. Thank you for those of you who are going to listen um, on the playback. Um, I guess everybody was so drawn to the conversation because the lines were full. Nobody, um, you know, <laughs> wanted to ask a question or comment. But thanks again for listening anyway. Um, thank you to our friends all over the world who tune in from Australia and Nigeria and um, different parts of Asia and London. We thank you guys for your continued support as well. I know some of you may be asleep, <laughs> but you tune in through the playback. So I thank you very much for that as well. Um, I'll be in touch very soon, Michael. That's a, if you're if you're available in August, we'd like to get you one in August um, sometime. That would be great. I would love it. Uh, I would love that. Okay. So we'll bring you back and we'll jump into 10 words um, the entire show. All right? Awesome. So thank Thanks, you guys Dad. so much. Have a thank great you, night. Michael. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank, thank you. All right. Thank you. Um, Bye, guys. We'll be back Next Sunday night, you guys, so same time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? Have a wonderful night, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about FriendsBeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At FriendsBeauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com. Friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today.